Hey, welcome to Two Cents, everybody. This is episode 73. It's November 27th, 2016. This is the Live Undoctored News Show we do here at Dollar Reviews, and as you can tell by the number, we're doing it for about 73 weeks in a row. I'm Brian Gillis. You can follow me on Twitter at Brian Gillis. That's B-R-Y-O-N-G-I-L-L-I-S. Or send me an email, brian at dollarreviews.net. And I'm here with Stephen Mominex. Guten Tagen. How was your Thanksgiving? I mean, you already kind of told me off the air outside the I, I sad gave stuff. you well. I mean, aside <laughs> from the details, I explained to you. No, it was um, it, it was quite crazy. I made the most out of what little time I had in California. Uh-huh. Um, I I spent a lot of time just seeing different groups of friends. I drank a lot. I did not sleep Cheers. at all. That by the time mm-hmm. I landed here, um, I had to jump right back to work, and I was just so fried. And it was insanely busy with the Thanksgiving period that there was here and everything, uh-huh. and like. But I, I mean, yeah, you know, like it's it's one of those nice trips where you just I had what like um, less than forty eight hours that I was there, and I did so much. And uh, yeah, the food food was good. It it was. uh, I mean, I'm not going to complain. Why you heard why it wasn't the best? But like, aside from that, like, yeah, it was a nice gathering. It was nice uh, seeing a bunch of people for the most part. Does your family cook anything that you love, or is like non traditional, or like what's your favorite dish? Uh, it wasn't that eventful this year because we kind of had to watch, uh, like, just diet-wise what everyone could eat. But I did actually carve the turkey uh, this year. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I used uh, some of my meat-cutting experience, which I'm it, – it was kind of a challenge for me because, A, we didn't have the proper knife. So I had to, I uh-huh. had to use just this basic steak knife because like, normally my, brand, my grandfather cuts uh, – he brings his own knives to cut the turkey, but he couldn't really. He's not in shape now to cut the turkey anymore, so he didn't bring that. So I kind of had this really just basic steak knife. And, I mean, I know how to debone a chicken. You know, it's kind of the same principle, mm-hmm. the same anatomy. But a turkey is is pretty huge. So, like, A, I don't have the proper knife, and it was cooked, you know. Like, if it was um, – yeah. If it wasn't, then it would have been easier to slice through. So it proved to be kind of a challenge, honestly, and I did not have the discipline for it. But uh, other than that, though, I got every piece right. Uh, Just some were like the the white meat was probably the most difficult, like the red meat, because it's juicy. It's easy to make clean cuts there. But, yeah, uh, I got to do that, and that was fun. And hopefully I can cut a better turkey in the future. You guys don't do any like uh, weird Swiss dish, though. You don't have like a cheese platter, like it, no, 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 have... no, no. That's I mean, my mom. This was the my stuffing mom's stuffing side of the stuff. family, and my mom is American, so oh, okay. I mean, you know, we don't. It's funny. We have uh, for like the Christmases where it's not um, seeing our extended family, like. Um, you know, about uh, two years ago, we spent Christmas in Mammoth Mountain. And uh, so what we did was – I can't remember if we made fondue or raclette. But, yeah, it's like – if it's just a smaller, like, uh, thing where it's it's four or five of us in the family, then, yeah, we'll have a small, like, little Swiss dish like that. I think mainly just to kind of please me and my older brother because that's how we grew up with them. And, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, there's just some about, like, when you're um, – even though, yeah, it's technically in California. Whenever you're at a snow resort, it's just like it just feels right to me to do it that way. Yeah. Yeah. How about yeah, I, you, though? Uh, not really. I mean, my Thanksgiving kind of sucked. I mean, anyone uh, that's listened to the show for like the last three weeks has heard like the kind of heartbreak woe shit that I've been going through. Well, it's about um, family. So I can, you get to console with them about that well, stuff, right? That's the thing, though. Right. Yeah, I did do that. You know, yeah. like my dad had asked me the week before, like if if she was coming, and I said, yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, that turned out not to be the case i i can i'm not exactly happy to report this but i haven't spoken to her in the in seven days now it's been a full week congrats um, 
Yeah, so I am moving on. I, I am trying to get over it. But part of Thanksgiving was I was thinking, oh, yeah, we were supposed to have plans today. You're going to meet my parents. You, wow. You're going to eat this dinner with me, you know? And I mean, so I'm I was just, sitting there. I'm really surprised that that's where you were going to, considering, the, like, the last time we spoke, I, I was pretty sure it was done by that no, point. No, 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 no. The last time we spoke, it, nothing's happened since then. Yeah, right? I know. It's just I'm what amazed I'm saying that you kind of is, for that, man. Well, exactly. We it's had planned you, before. It? And it's just, it's a holiday. Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm sure, well, I don't know, a, a month from now, who knows if I'm even going to speak to her by then or whatever. But Christmas, it might be a little difficult, too. Am I uh, out of not. line if I suggest that our audience emails you with some relationship advice if you have no, anything no, to ask them for? No, no, I got I got a lot of people that I talk to about this stuff. I actually have a list right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I was making for different reasons, but I've talked to like 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 people, plus the podcast, plus a diary or two, and Twitter. So I'm I'm perfectly good. Just saying, it was there just might like be I some said. loving basketball fans that are concerned <laughs> that want to know what's going on. Like, no, hey, I'm yeah, fine, man. This movie it's, made it's, him so happy, and it's like, what happened? I, I just, you know, I just, I, I've realized over this past week of, not talking to her, you know, it's the longest that I've gone without speaking to her since we started talking that, you know, just thinking about a lot of things and I'm happy where I am. But regardless, on Thanksgiving, I was pretty depressed and just and like you, I was drinking Maybe a lot. Maybe you need to play some one last week. No, no, I'm, I'm making a bad joke. I no, mean, I, know I was doing. drinking last a lot, but I was like... celebrating with alcohol. So, yeah, I was not. I was like, it, I didn't even. It was, uh, I went, my, my stepmom went, what do you want? Like, I was like, oh, V8 sounds great. And then I show up. She's like, oh, I got that V8. I was like, cool. And, and she was like, do you want to put something in that? I was like, yeah, <laughs> let's do that. You know, not I, to... I was drinking champagne. I was drinking vodka. I drink a lot of vodka. Like, I, I wanted to take a nap at my parents' place, and they were like, no. Um, but, yeah, th- other than that, say... Thanksgiving was okay. I do have to say, not to toot my own horn, but it's just some that I noticed that was weird is my tolerance of alcohol has gone up since i've lived in texas so just uh, you know not not to like shit on california or anything and brag about texas but it's like yeah i it's one of those weird little things where it's like has that really changed me in that sense or i I don't am i just growing up and drinking more responsibly i don't know and i think you're just on your own and so you're drinking more i am drinking a lot more yeah, like I actually that. don't have a beer in front of me right now, which I usually do on the show. Matter of fact, that's, that's a rare. mistake. Sorry, let me fix that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, go fix that. Yeah. Now, I when I had my apartment, I drank way more than I do now. Between just going to bars and bringing people back and uh, like parties in the apartment and whatnot, and I mean, also it was college. But mm-hmm. no, like once I once I moved back home, totally simmered down. Don't don't get as crazy mm-hmm. as I used to. Uh, so I, I'm sure Friday was fucking horrible at work. Did you get anything on Black Friday? Did you buy anything special? Actually, Any I'm going to watch this at some point, but I bought too late on uh, iTunes for four ninety nine. Oh, yeah. oh, I saw that on Twitter. I, I mean, yeah, five bucks, that's yeah. a great deal, and I like browsed through some of the bonus features on there. I mean, they got production diaries that run about half hour on each one for each of the takes that cool. they did on set, and it's just like I, I can't wait to dive into that. Um, it's I'll, I'll still buy it when it comes on Blu-ray, but yeah, I even got retweeted from the production company and from the movie's official Twitter. So, uh, regarding what I said about that deal, and so yeah, I mean that's kind of cool in and of itself as being recognized in that sense. But uh, yeah, your... I can't wait to rewatch that movie before the year ends. But that was uh, your one purchase. That was my one. Well, actually, uh, no, I also have um. It might sound stupid because they're both available to stream, but I have Green Room and Sing Street now. 
which were they were both like that's not stupid. ten bucks or less yeah, were, on Amazon. Yeah. yeah, but I mean they're it's I, available I, on Netflix and. Uh, I uh, thought yeah. about buying Sing Street so many times. I know it's just kind of like I want it on my shelf, and I I, I need to watch it again. Soon. Yeah, Green Room. I want to rewatch uh, at some point. Like those are those three I named right there are probably movies that are going to be on my top ten. Like just because you know stuff that I tend to like buy and want to rewatch. That's typically what makes the list because it's usually I call it my favorite movies of the year, uh, not necessarily mm. the best. That's what makes it in there for me. My one purchase on Black Friday. And it's just shit timing. Um, was my Amazon Prime renewal? It, it's time for <laughs> uh, for November twenty fourth, and I was like, you know, I'm dropping a hundred dollars. Um, I don't think I'm gonna buy anything else, so I didn't. Oh, <laughs> I, I bought nothing on Black Friday. I didn't buy anything this whole weekend. I'm very proud. So of was that there fact. a deal last year for that? If I remember correctly, um, no, there was no? a deal last week where if you were never a member and you signed up on Friday, it was only sixty nine dollars to coincide with the Grand Tours premiere. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, there's there's no deal. Like even the student deal is not that good. But you don't really even need one because the the monthly fee is pretty good. I mean it's eight ninety nine or ten ninety nine if you want the prime shipping. So that's so cheap as it is. And like even ninety nine dollars for everything that you get is such a good deal. And we're gonna be talking about it later on the show. These are our teasers real fast. And before I get there, I almost bought something. I was at Walmart yesterday, mm-hmm. and the coolest thing happened. I I don't go to Walmart, so I don't know if this is common, but. I got a free Voodoo rental for Home Alone when I was in the store. I got it, like I took my phone out. I got a notification. I was like, "What the hell?" I was like, uh, "Merry Christmas, you filthy animal! This one's on us." I was like, "That is so cool! I need to start going to Walmart more often." Has that ever happened? You got your to you? locator turned on for that? Yeah, I was well, like, "Do you I, have I, the app on your phone?" Yeah, I have the app on my phone. See, then that, that hasn't happened to me. <laughs> um, oh, you don't have data, huh? No, I got Wi-Fi. Um, uh-huh. But yeah, no, like I also I just don't have uh, aside from YouTube I don't have video streaming apps on my phone because I don't need them. I could, but uh, that's worth noting. Actually, it was real cool. Like I mean, it's Home Alone. I've seen it so many times. I'm probably not even gonna watch the rental. But oh, they're even showing still... it at the Draft House, and I'm considering seeing it just because I have not seen it in so long. Like mm-hmm. uh, you know, I mean, this is some kind the of cool. Is that I don't know if I told you this, um, but when I was at Chicago O'Hare, when I was going to Montreal, because that was my connecting flight. Uh, that was, that's the only time I've ever too, been right? to Chicago, but like I just I recognized that airport, and I did not have long to um, ch- move over to my layover because it's such a huge airport, and I had to move to an international flight, so I was like kind of rushing, but also you don't want to walk past TSA just because that's what what I was always warned about is always stay behind mm-hmm. them. Uh, but in my head, you know, just that Home Alone score was going like dun 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 dun, and it was just like. Uh, yeah, that airport kind of feels like Christmas just because I've seen Home Alone, even though this was back in mid-September. Huh. Yeah, it was fun. Fuck, what's the other Chicago airport? I've been to both, O'Hare and it doesn't matter. I have no idea. Anyway, here's the here's the like little teasers for news items before we get to the real show. Um, this one's real cool. Sony bought a script this week titled Love in the Time of Dick Picks. I can't wait to see this whenever it comes out. Are you sure that uh, this isn't the one you were writing? No, no, there's no dick pics in my movie. From the vague stuff I've heard about it, because I heard that you deal with uh, you deal with Skype on yours, right? Or uh, sort of, not sort really, of but, like in, in I some mean, ways. I don't know anything about this. I know it's a female writer, so that's cool enough. But um, oh. yeah, no, I can't. I can't wait to see this. I'm sure there's gonna be another thing titled similar <laughs> that's gonna be coming out right around the same. Well, time. Well, how much did they buy it for? Like, is this an unknown that, that they're fast tracking it for? It's or? not an unknown, but it's it's like. I think it's the first uh, feature film that's been uh, options, and then th- that wasn't 
in the the item that I read on Deadline. It was just the title and the like a brief premise. And the premise is like, what's it like to to find romance in the modern age when you know you, you, dick pics are a thing. I was like, I don't know. I just like that title. I'm going to put that at the top of the show. Um, <laughs> this one's a little bit bigger, and I'm not even really sure why, but Legendary's bought the options or won the rights to the Dune series. So it's most notably known for the, the 1980s adaptation that David Lynch did, and then you got Jodorowsky's Dune, which is a documentary that came out, out last year. Hodorowsky? Yeah, H- Hodorowsky's Dune. Yeah, just, I, um, I had to learn that one too. So, you know, you got those two filmmakers that made and try to make a version Huge sci-fi property, though, so Legendary or Wanda, if you will, is going to be having the choice to make it a TV uh, series or a movie series or maybe even putting in in the Wanda amusement parks in China. All kinds Mm -hmm. of different things they can do now. So that's going to be something to look for. Legendary can compete, not necessarily with Star Wars and Star Trek, but they have something in the same wheelhouse. Yeah, along with the uh, monsters with Godzilla and um, King Kong Kong and... And, and some Mothra, other things that they have the right. Whatever else to. they're going to put in there. Pacific yeah, Rim. All, all the Toho stuff, yeah, Pacific mm-hmm. Rim, because you got King Kong meeting over Godzilla, and then they're going to meet Pacific Rim eventually, for sure. Um, this is the coolest thing, though, and it's related to Legendary in China. So excited about this. I celebrated on Tuesday. Step Up 6 is going to be coming soon. Better than that, it's going to be a foreign production. Lionsgate is going to localize the dance franchise in China, with a Chinese language and story. So this is awesome. it'll be dubbed in English, or what's up with that? I hope not. I hope it has subtitles in America. Mm. This is going to be the celebration of the 10th anniversary that's going on right now. The first film came out in 2006. Um, and so, yeah, they're they're going to make a Chinese movie. Yeah. It makes sense uh, because... I mean, well, is it, like, is it specifically in Chinese, or how are they going to tie this in? No, yeah, I think so. Maybe there's, like, I don't know. Like I think it's like, just going to take Mu place still in China. there as a character or who are they bringing over? No, I doubt it. That's doubt the only it. one like, that I know of. That's They didn't carry character. Like, I know you, you Well, they carried them in a few movies and I've only seen the yeah, third well, one, so Yeah, like 3, well 3 through uh 5 have like minor connections and major ones and it's mostly just like John Chu's relation to it. Like once he started making the movies, that's when the franchise got popular in China. It became an like, international thing. But the first mm-hmm. film is not related to the second one, like, at all. Like, Chan Tatum has a little cameo, and then you have um, his adopted sister has, like, a little thing, too. And then she shows up with Moose in the third one, and then their romance really happens in the fifth. But it's not a franchise like that. Like, it, it, there's very little carryover. So them moving this to China doesn't matter at all. And it's super funny, because um, we're going to move to Penny Thoughts now. Uh, this is the the two cents closing segment that from back in the day, but now it's at the top of the show before we even do the real news, where we just talk about what we've watched and and listened to and whatnot over the past week since our last episode. I watched the first step up on Tuesday. <laughs> it was it's on Netflix, and I went, yeah, I want to watch that. I feel like crying tonight because my relationship is over. <laughs> yeah, it holds up. It's real good still. Well, Channing still Tatum. Channing Tatum and Jenna Dewan Tatum have great chemistry. They got married for a reason. They met on the set. They ended up getting married. It's a Disney movie. The funnest part about it is says it says Summit Pictures presents, and they don't even exist anymore because that's Lionsgate now. Um, so like everything about it is Wait, isn't so, like the rest of the franchise. So they like, change this the one, logo or what's? No. Oh wait, no, that Summit. was a Summit film to begin yeah, with. That's it's right. A, it's a Summit movie. Um, so you know, it was a couple years before Lionsgate bought them, but. It's just, it's fun that this is a Disney, well, it's Touchstone, but it's a Disney movie. It's Buena Vista Pictures, and then they gave up the rights because Lionsgate can, you know, uh, 
they can distribute their own films. Uh, but oh man, the franchise has moved so much because I, I loved the first Step Up right when I saw it. It's it's a dramatic love story with dancing in it. Whereas the further the franchise goes, it becomes a dance movie with romance. This is the opposite. It takes place like in a, a high school kind of like Fame, which when I was watching was I was going, that's gonna be a dead to cinema pick. I still haven't seen Fame for some reason. <laughs> the original, right? Yeah, the original. Yeah, I hear and, the remake's fun actually from people that saw it. I wouldn't know. I, if I haven't seen the original, I generally try not to watch the remake. Well, no, but, but it's oh, like man. I just I remember it came out. Uh, granted, all the people that I saw it were, I mean, they were girls that would have been really, really into it no matter what. To be fair, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, I know people had fun with it. But yeah, I yeah I, I fucking cried my ass off at the <laughs> step up. I, I was watching the whole movie. Like I said, there's not much dancing in it. I just wanted a good love story. I wanted to watch something I'd known. Because I, I was still emotional earlier this week. Like I said, I watched mm-hmm. this on Tuesday. And when when it got to the end, when it got to, like, the climatic, like, romantic moment, oh, I just, my eyes, like, fucking, the, the floodgates opened. <laughs> it's over between us. <laughs> Such a good movie. Um, and then that, that was a, I didn't watch anything new this week. I, I watched that. I listened to Drake's Take Care probably like four times throughout because it's one of the best breakup albums of all time that and death from above 1979's uh you're a woman i'm a machine also one of the best breakup albums ever um and then other than those two things that i've already done i i caught up on westworld so i watched a lot of that not mm-hmm. as good as tyler said definitely binge worthy though really fascinating great cast uh, and if you've ever wondered what danny newton's tits look like you get to see a lot of that so uh pretty good what about you what are your three things uh god it's insane how uh how long this week has been because i almost forgot that i saw arrival at the beginning of the week oh yeah and i've been at so many places since Mm -hmm. then uh yeah we we talked about it vaguely uh, i think on tuesday um yeah you know what like to put it simply i yes i did think it was great as far as this sci-fi resurgence though i don't think it's gonna have the same staying power as something like uh gravity or interstellar or even The Martian, just as far as how memorable it will be. Um, but as far as Dennis Villeneuve's uh, his oeuvre, I think so far it's probably my favorite film of his, although, you know, movies like this that have to do with uh, Contact, such as Contact or 2001, I like the spin that this has on it, but uh, those movies are just way more iconic for me. And it definitely, I, I don't know, what what was your sort of criticism on it that it thinks it's smarter than it is like it thinks it's smarter than you are like it tries or, to outsmart yeah, sorry you. i no, don't i never got enough. that feeling i mean i was just kind of watching it unfold and i you know i think there is some rewatchability value there just once you realize what um what the structure of the movie is without really spoiling it but i do think there are some interesting ideas in there that are worth pondering over no, I'm not so ideas. sure if it's a top 10 for me, but it might be an no. honorable mention. And it was definitely a, worthy as a cinematic experience. Like, there is some great imagery and some great atmosphere when they go into the ship itself. Yeah. And, they're, oh, yeah, so... It's a good movie. Yeah, I it's liked it. really Funny, well made. Like, I I really love the, the setup for the arrival mm-hmm. itself. How it just... It really uses, like, just the most uh, minimal stuff. Like, it's it uses news footage, like every big movie does but it's not like big or overblown like a major event of like oh they're coming it's just it's a bit more quiet and uncomfortable and you just have this sense of like not really knowing how what's going to happen because humans are helpless just looking at these giant ships in the sky that are doing nothing it's like well what the fuck are what the fuck do we do what's going to happen like little things like seeing cars 
uh, hit each other in the parking lot. That just it shows that like yeah, things are definitely just being set off. The natural order is just not working the way it's supposed to. But it's not it's not like massive panic on the surface. It's more of just quiet discomfort. I mean, just to bring back what we talked about when we talked about it last, mm-hmm. and like what my letterbox review ser- says, for such a smart movie and and just composed so well, like Uvra is the, per- the proper word to use it. Like in the rest of what I've seen and what we've both seen of Dennis Villeneuve's filmography, why the hell is there a random voiceover narration that makes it feel like a documentary halfway through the film? It just I comes up not, out of nowhere. I don't know. Maybe it was a pacing issue and they fixed it in editing. I mean, like, th- that moment itself, it is an interesting catch-up for what happens throughout a passage of time. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe it was an issue with the writing. Like, because there is it's, – it's basically a time jump. That's what happens there. Yeah. Um, it they, it, it really – like a full week or so. It didn't really bother me so much at the end of the day, but it was something that I thought, like, yeah, that's an interesting choice, but it's not enough for me to really criticize it. No, it wasn't my criticism. It's just yeah, I know, weird. but you did point it, it out, though. It's still it, it, that is it, it, in it fact a criticism. Out. Yeah, it's it's just it the does, but it's thing like it is something where a narrator to throw in random narration in the mm-hmm. same way like when you're watching dope, the fact that the narrator changes. <laughs> like just it's, it's funny, a weird dope is artistic like so, choice dope is so chaotic that's like for, it's not so much that I forgive it but it's just like it is moving at like such a crazy speed that I, I'm not going to call it a genius move um, but it's uh-huh. like it's definitely distinctive and it just it, it's a very awesome chaotic little high school movie and maybe that's part of the effect that it gives it for that that I love it but um yeah, also, on both uh, my flights, when I was going there and back, I did see Somewhere in Time, uh, finally. Uh, oh, that's familiar. That's because that's the Richard Matheson uh, movie with Christopher Reeve, which... Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, and I, yeah. I told you How I was planning think? on watching that. Eh, d- right? What, uh, yeah. Like, but what it, about Jane Seymour, man? Oh, oh, yeah, she's beautiful, but, I mean, right? so the premise of this movie is that this guy basically <laughs> just lays on his the back past, and thinks himself by willing into the past. I mean, <laughs> uh, you know, self-hypnosis is a thing, and, y- yeah, y- you know, you can do that to try to induce a lucid dream, sure, maybe if but you call it that, he, it'll he be goes, more plausible, but I'm gonna this go is in not this hotel. science fiction. At all, it's the, the hotel like, that was made, that was around at that time frame, and I wear the clothes of the era, and I got the haircut. And I did the same and... thing when I was a kid, <laughs> where I wore an Obi Wan Kenobi Halloween costume, and I pretended I was in Star Wars. Okay, but I, I mean, it, you're like... not creepo, uh, uh, Christopher Reeve. I saw this one picture of this girl, and I'm gonna go and something sets off yeah. cr- insane to go back in time to meet her. Not like, only that, but it's like I don't think even as a relationship, like uh-huh. th- I mean, it's the word so underdeveloped bizarre. is obvious yeah. but it's just like this is more like a period piece and it's more like a hallmark movie before that was a thing it's yeah it's I mean, such it's an like, over-the-top romantic drama like, it just doesn't charm I, me like I, I'm I found it like, really there's charming there's moments that i, I, just, moments I, that I was uh, most of the time i was bored and there were moments that i was into it but yeah like i was just i was just left with it's yeah. it's worth watching just to see christopher reeve and something that isn't superman well, and it's then a beautifully shot movie too i mean James he basically Seymour. is and the, actually and the song it is funny because he basically too. kind of is clark kent in that it just yeah. in some ways he, he kind of just has that persona there and it kind of is a superman movie because superman can turn back time especially christopher reeve so only in that yeah really bad I, it, it first does make sense in that universe that you would have Christopher Reeve do that just lay there and will himself back in time I have that movie on VHS I found the other day I was like really that's so a weird I. choice mom I, I have <laughs> that one and the second one on VHS 
and the fourth. No, one. I'm talking about I'm talking about somewhere in time. Oh, okay. Well, I better. I have that. I have that on my bookshelf. I was like, what? Even Why, including Mom? the fourth one because it's so bad, but it's kind of amazing. I've only seen the first two. I'll only ever see the first two, probably. Oh like, man, yeah. I have higher quality of standards, I guess. Yeah, watch the third one if you hate yourself. No, I don't want to see Richard Pryor in a Superman film. <laughs> it I'll is so bad. Uh, listen to the How Did This Get Made episode. That's probably the best that you'll ever get out of it. Because it's... That movie... Like, I mean, Superman's quest for peace and disarming the world with nuclear weapons. That movie is better than what happens in Superman 3. That's insane. Now, it's, your, it's crazy how bad the third one is. Um, and the last choice? The last one I saw, um, you know, I was it was yeah, actually kind back. of funny to find yeah. out that it was a Disney movie um, from Walt Disney Pictures India... Released in the United States by Sony Pictures Classics. I saw The Lunchbox, which I think was one of your top movies of uh, Loved 2014. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, so miraculous. <laughs> Just heartwarming. Not on the love train. Maybe partly because I was really tired on my flight, and this was when I was coming back, and I was going to jump oh, right into work. Super but... slow movie. Oh, yeah. No, but it's like, like the I, was, in, I was on the a flight Indian no version what, so. of uh, You've Got Mail. Uh, yeah, though. I mean, it's... That is more of a romance developing, whereas this, like, the elements that I, I like on it, well, first, I guess I'll start with uh, with the girl and her situation on how she's cooking at home and how she has, like, auntie mm-hmm. who's never on screen talking to her, like, all that stuff is great. In fact, just how auntie is expressed through that basket, like, uh-huh. just, I'm gonna drop some like, food the, down. yeah, Here's the little actions and, like, Here's you know, when it's just, like, jumping when she's just pressing her to grab spices and stuff and you get that mm-hmm. voice there. It's like, that's just such a cool narrative device there for a character that's never on screen. Um, but, I mean, her situation, it's more of a standard marriage. And for me, it's not so much a movie about a, a growing romance or growing relationship, but... I, I know you haven't seen this movie. I was reminded more of Ikaru, which is similar to Irfan Kam's character, other than, um, you know, there's nothing, it has nothing to do with terminal cancer. Um, but they both are uh, these guys that have worked government post jobs for 35 years and are kind of known for uh, being just um, very punctual and very focused on their work. And it, it's sort of... Um, it's more of just like to me a movie where Irfan Kong is just kind of comp- t- contemplating his life, and that's what he's thinking about, and that's really what the outlet is in those letters. That's uh, great about it, is that you have these two strangers that are able to talk about their little thoughts and things going on in their lives. That it's not really necessarily something that you can. You're basically sharing what's in your head, which you don't even share that stuff in the most intimate way. The people that you know the most, because uh-huh. it's kind of easier to confide to a stranger um, with that, and that's really. Uh, the stuff that resonated with me. It's really good, though. Um, so I, 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 I don't know, but like when it gets to the romance stuff, and I don't want to spoil uh, details on it, but it's just like there's when I'm watching the movie, I'm thinking, no, like this really shouldn't be a romance. You know, there's moments where you could think, uh, where you could see why it's it's being built up like that. But at the end of the day, I, I do think it's just sort of too, uh, not necessarily lost, but just confused souls that are just trying to find certain meanings in their lives and just saying these things to each other to prove to themselves that they're both sane. I didn't love it because of the romance angle. I mean, yes, I do live for that kind of thing, but Mm -hmm. I just, the concept of these two strangers finding themselves crossing paths and the companionship that they found. Yeah. That they are strangers and they don't know what each other look like and and yet, you know, he is delivered her husband's meal on accident and 
he starts eating her cuisine and getting to know her that way and the way they they correspond with each other and the mystery of who sh- who they are and how they figure that out and and all that stuff like i like i said it just reminded me a lot of you've got mail or the shop around the corner and there aren't many other m- films like that um like uh which we call it the rules of attraction has like a similar sequence, but it, that's mm-hmm. just such a nihilistic film that it, it doesn't even fit. Um, just, I, yeah, I, I mean, find real beauty. Just, there is beauty there. I mean, they kind of just, uh-huh. it's, it's not necessarily a romance though, because they're just kind of talking it's, about life and trying to make sense talking. of it. Yeah, and it does and, echo a lot of existential thoughts that, I mean, uh, you know, especially I think I'm exiting uh, a quarter life crisis right now, but uh, I'm still having it to some degree, but yeah, like, it's definitely in that sense some that I think uh, can be related to just those human moments and those human thoughts that really uh, you really connect with. And it's a really good movie that's very much worth checking out. And it's a Disney movie too, apparently. It's like uh, if Wikipedia is to be you're, believed. You're talking about this on the 73rd episode of one of our several podcasts. So you, it, it shouldn't be too shocking for me to say, you know, that just the concept of correspondence, especially in a film. Is so no, alluring really? to me because so shocking to me. No, so I mean, shocking, like, right? Like it, yeah. it's it's something that you don't see on screen anymore mm-hmm. in any way, whether that yeah. be on the small screen in your pocket, the small one in your house, or the big one in the in the dark room. It's not a story that people really care about anymore, and and people our age especially don't communicate in that fashion. But you know, today I was kind of torturing myself going back, and it's something I've been doing this past week, and something I always do, but more so now than ever. Rereading conversations, especially you know, me and this girl, I was reading our courtship earlier today, and just without even knowing what happened between us physically, if I were to hand you those those transcripts, you would be able to trace the relationship. You would be able to see, oh, you clearly both like she likes you more, you like her equally as much. Now you like her more, and now she doesn't like you at all. Like, you would be able to see that just in the timestamps the the length of the messages how long it goes without a, a response back if i sent one first or whatnot and that's my favorite part of falling mm-hmm. for someone it's not the moments you share together it's what happens when you're not there it's the phone calls and the text messages and even if you're lucky enough like you know skype conversations or, or letters even you know i've had it all like i used to keep the love letters i got in grade school and take them out later <laughs> and read them i wish i didn't throw them away because that's oh. just a, it's an interesting. Um, Why would you do that? Just it was not love letters, but like the notes that you would pass back and forth in high school. Uh huh. Like I, I kept that for a long time, and then I I, I don't know either. I lost it or just threw in it a away or... or whatever, you know. And you just thought, I'm never gonna read these. It's like those kind of documents. In the same way, it's like that's what I saw the lunchbox is. Like that's why I ended up on my best mm-hmm. of 2014 list. Yeah, I, I, mean, just, I loved it so much just because it was so just a foreign idea now like yes it's a foreign film whatever but it literally doesn't exist like it is a type of story that has slipped through the cracks that people are think that we don't care about anymore like something kind of similar have you seen the lake house not yet no but it's it's funny because i was similar kind of doing research on it and then i ended up seeing that trailer recently watch this thing like i i know what the lake house is and i just felt like watching it's the trailer a, it's a remake but it's of which such... movie it's a French film, but oh man, oh, such a, I might have to watch that then. So good. Like maybe a dead cinema selection, but it's <laughs> it's the same kind of thing. You know, I it it's you know, I, I'm 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 a pretty good orator. I can communicate with just about anyone. 
But if you can type to me, if I can fall for mm-hmm. you through the written word, then I know I really like you. And I wish that was a, a genre that still kind of existed. Like, there's a short film, and I talked about it when we reviewed Unfriended. Mm-hmm. Um, a short film called Noah that was at TIFF a yeah, couple years ago. I still have not seen that. Yeah, check that out. It's The whole thing is just through Instant Messenger. Yeah. The, I mean, Basically. you know what's funny? Just... I mean, like, I'm not dismissing your stuff on the lunchbox at all. It's like, and it, uh-huh. it's totally valid, but it's like, I, I don't know. I'm just thinking this right now. Something that I think about this constantly, there's this thing that you said on the Red Shoes review, which is, it's very obvious, but you just phrased it perfectly there, which is about that opening. Uh, you said you made a note of people in that theater watching things for different reasons. And I just, like, you talk about the lunchbox, it's like, it's one of those moments where I just think, like, yeah, it's still it, – it works as both, really. Like, I mm-hmm. I don't watch the movie that way when I'm watching it, but I totally see how you see it like that. And that's really just a testament to how good the movie itself is. And really, I mean, it shouldn't scare anyone um, thinking it's a foreign movie or that it's it's going to be an well, indie. I mean, and there's English, it, so. even the subtitles are in English for when they're speaking in English. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, it's it's a combination of both, but – uh, yeah, no, like I, 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 I don't know. I it's not something that I would see myself watching uh, that often. But it's even if I'm not going to say I would buy that for a dollar, I sure as shit would still tell people to watch it if it came up in conversation. I would emphasize why they should see it. Yeah, if you guys like that conversation we just had, we do lots <laughs> of reviews. Debt to Cinema is our semi-topical list of shame show. We talk about a lot of things. We just did Dick Tracy earlier tonight. That's going to be available on Wednesday. If you like Warren Beatty, he has a film that just came out this week. We also did one for Bullworth many, many, many weeks back now. Mm-hmm. Um, we did West Side Story last week, Detroit Rock City the week before that. We did one on The Ruling Class. You heard Steve talking about Love and Basketball just a minute ago. Uh, the Changeling. We covered lots of stuff. We're at over 60 episodes for that show now. So if you, you know, we have some Christmas stuff coming up. Black Christmas is going to be a selection mid-month. We still don't have the other ones, so stay tuned. And that's kind we of like our well. Don't forget that. Uh, maybe. I don't know. No, that's, that's set. Come on, that's okay. set. Okay. I said um, that. Like, I have to do that one. So, yeah, if you if you like more in-depth conversations about things without us feeling weary about ruining anything, that's at the cinema. But if you don't like spoilers, that's why Dollar Reviews exists, and that's why it always has. It doesn't really get any written stuff anymore because I'm real lazy. But it's our spoiler-free no-recaps for new releases. Sometimes we've even done, like, games and TV, but it's mostly just films. So we did Doctor Strange a couple of weeks ago. Before that, Yoga Hoser, Suicide Squad, Batman vs. Superman. We did three episodes for that. Uh, Swiss Army Man, Captain America Civil War, which is going to be on Netflix in just a week or two. Uh, and then our most popular one is Magic Mike Double XL by, like, <laughs> a country mile. It's been um, like so that lots for a year of, and a half now. Yeah, lots and lots of content between those two shows. And we've been talking for about 30 minutes now. If you want to contribute, if you want to talk to us, you can send us an email, reach out, reach out to us on social media. But even better than that, if you want to support the show, because we do this for free, we got no ads, you can go to patreon.com slash dollar reviews. Give us a dollar a month. It will help out a lot. If you want to give 50, we could actually talk about whatever you are right now you got a company you got a business you got a band that you want us to play a song snippet for we'll do it all the stuff's on there uh this is where the news start though this is two cents it's us giving our little two cents uh on what's going on (laughs) in the world uh and the first one isn't that big but it's a slow week so bear with us 
Um, but Amazon is rumored to be adding live sports to its Prime offerings. It's possibly as an add-on, like their current Prime channels, which is kind of, if you don't haven't seen it before, you have Prime for like an extra $4 a month, you can get stars, or you can get this, mm-hmm. you can get Shutter, you can get all kinds of stuff. And so if this is true, it could be just on the side. Um, no one knows. And just tying into this, they're apparently also working on bringing uh, ticket sales stateside. I think this is a no-brainer. Especially well, with what do you mean for ticket sales stateside? Like they're gonna, you're gonna be, it's gonna like be like they're gonna sell tickets. Really? Yeah. Wow. For they Jeez, already do they, that. I mean, they do that in other parts of the world. You can buy tickets for events and things. And you can talk about Wanda conquering entertainment, but Amazon's conquering the world. Uh, they're taking they're, everything. Uh, America. Like they everything, have. Really. They, they just got into China like a week or two ago, but they they can't compete with alibaba i don't there's no way no but like they're still i mean they're offering almost literally every service that's around but um yeah i mean yeah Music, live, live movies, sports photos they have an app store they they got so much stuff live yeah. sports would be hey, live sports i i gotta tell you man i've i called it like i've said it so many times like you know hey everything's going to be offered in a package that it makes sense as an add-on that you know instead of like the way cable is right now it's like hey mm-hmm. if you don't want um if you don't want food network or something you know you don't have to pay for that in a cable package but if that's offered on amazon then or you can avoid that just skip skip to showtime you get what i'm getting at here right it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. that's totally where all this shit is going now and like yeah eventually the news is gonna have to uh make that same transition by offering an oh, app yeah, the um, ABC, it's not even on the show, but since you brought that up, ABC is working on having the, the live streaming app. I'm sure CNN yeah, is going to be doing it soon, even though they're kind of fucked right now. They'll be talked about in a minute. Um, so cable could be, I mean, is it, cable could be dead in like two years then, right? Not two years, more than that, because you got to remember very the soon, people. Less than five, I want to say, right? More than that, too, like maybe ten, because the generation before us who has cable, my my great aunt Ada, my, my mm-hmm. mom, like yeah. my dad, they're not going to stop doing That's cable because it's something that they're comfortable with. They, it's already patched in. It's already a bill that they pay. So it's, it's like going to go out a lot faster than newspapers are. I don't know. Newspapers, we thought they were going to die so long ago, and they're still kicking. Well, the, like, I mean, it's not – the biggest audience for that are people older than us, but there's still a lot of people that get newspapers – yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, though. I actually sell I newspapers to people that are not that much older than me, or hell, sometimes younger than me, so... I wouldn't be surprised if cable TV went th- uh, went out before newspapers do. Well, I mean, because... cable TV, it's, like, the idea of having different entertainment packages, like, that's nothing new. It's cable as a delivery system, though, like... I, I don't see that sticking around for any reason whatsoever, especially because... Well, as I mean... someone who has shit internet, mm-hmm. the fact that I don't well, have to wait Well, it's just the internet buffering... has to improve... Well, that too, but the fact that there is no buffering with cable, it's always a good feed. Because I have satellite, and if a plane goes by, or there's a rainstorm, or something fell off from a plane and hit my dish, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to have some static interference, something bad's going to happen. But cable always is clear, because it's, it's patched through. And I mean, fiber optics, which is what the Premier Cable is, is also a gateway for the internet. But tomorrow, Dish, uh, not Dish, DirecTV is going to be showing off their DirecTV now service in uh, new york this is going to happen in the next eight hours so we're gonna we're gonna know exactly what the price point is it's rumored to be 35 dollars a month off contract for 100 channels which includes like <laughs> everything you want even like the local stuff like fox and for no CW, contract cbs no contract so if that that's is real price point too so yeah, if I that's mean... real 
I'm sure a lot of people are going to jump on, especially AT&T subscribers. I mean, yeah, like especially if the price is low enough, it's going to make the transition easier for sure, though. Yeah, Um, that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to be a loss leader. Uh, That way it helps with the the FCC going, oh, you're not a monopoly because you're not charging out out the ass for this. And then also, if they are the first big people, because, yeah, Sony has their PlayStation View, Dish Network has their Sling, there's, like, one or two other things out there. I mean, for every Netflix and Amazon, you also get, like, Filmstruck and Shudder. Like, there's so many other services out there, YouTube, Project Red, um, not Project Red, YouTube Red, that they're the first big, big, big one because they have a big bundle that's going to cost less. So we'll find out tomorrow about that. But I wouldn't be surprised, jumping back to Amazon and the live sports, we were talking, was that like a month and a half ago now, about Twitter looking to be purchased by someone. We were talking like, oh, maybe it's AOL, maybe it's Disney, like who's interested? Mm -hmm. They already have live sports as part of their uh, network. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Amazon bought Twitter Took their you baseball can also and football. get the news from them. Like, that's how I watch the presidential debates. That, too. I'm just saying, yeah. if Amazon purchases Twitter, not only are they getting all this live sports coverage and also debates and whatnot and Periscope and so much mm-hmm. live stuff, but they're going to have an honest-to-goodness social network. If, imagine that. If you're a Prime subscriber, you have a Twitch subscription. You have Amazon Prime now. You have two-day shipping you got your amazon prime uh like grocery you you have your your photos you got your music streaming <laughs> you got all of this all in one for a hundred dollars a year like you don't you don't That's need insane, anything yeah. else like it's very i think it it could happen if they're really this adamant about live sports because twitter they know they're going under they, like they put so much money in what? That, that's not. I mean, sorry, but like that's almost ten, 10 years ago. Hours. Like that was about the price or close to the price of an NBA league pass cap uh, package. Like no, it, yeah, no. Like, I mean, I remember I wanted drops. it so bad. Like NBA in, um, league pass starts, I think, when the season begins at like two hundred dollars, and then as the oh, season no, progresses, like, okay, it goes lower. Years and ago, lower it was lower. like eighty. Yeah, and then like halfway through, they offer the package again, and it gets like cheaper. Thirty but, or something. Yeah. I mean, still, if you can get all this shit for like a hundred bucks, then say bye bye to that. Um, sort of, because I mean, well, I like, mean, like, I mean, because I, I assume PlayStation that there would View probably and DirecTV now aren't going to be offering the NBA League Pass. Because I'm know... just saying, like, I imagine for sports, uh-huh. they might they might be limited in content first, but yeah, you know, eventually it's going to get to the point where they have everything. I think that's why and it would be like add on though. It would be a Prime Channels type thing because it would mm-hmm. be just it would literally be the NBA. It's like you know how you get one or two up uh, two games a week. How would you like to have every game all what season? Would it be though like probably fifteen a month? Like, um, yeah, as an add-on that's probably, probably fair. Yeah. ten or fifteen a month. Yeah, and that's for still every, really every cheap. game in the month. Yeah, real cheap. And you get the same thing for football, for for hockey, for any sports you want. That's that's going to be the way it goes. Like Dish Network. I mean, not Dish, DirecTV is going to have the same thing. Like, Dish already offers the NFL Red Zone as part of their sling package. DirecTV, who has the NFL Sunday Ticket, I'm sure they're going to offer the same thing for DirecTV now. It's going to be like, well, you pay $35 a month, but if you pay 55 you get all the NFL games. So I don't even know how ESPN is going to survive. They're not. They're losing I mean, yeah, so like many subscribers. Their ESPN Now app was great when it was free for everything, and then all of a sudden they demanded that you have a cable, uh, yeah. your cable company connected to it, and I couldn't watch anything on there that's, anymore. That's not even the thing. It's just it, Disney is losing so much money through ESPN. They're losing so many sponsors. I, I just got a free subscription to ESPN Magazine. I haven't even cracked it open. I got two issues. <laughs> but ESPN, no one goes there anymore. They kind of suck. 
Yeah. Like, it, might as well just go to Twitter, go to Yahoo Sports, like go go somewhere else on the internet. They've lost so much talent. I recently. love that logo, and I mean, you know, Sports Center is dun 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 it, dun dun. Yeah, it, it's just it's such a it's I an love, iconic thing in uh, entertainment well, culture. Like when I, I was in the sports, I, I loved ESPN, especially Sports Center. Sports Center. Oh yeah, around the horn. Pardon the interruption. I couldn't get enough. Like I would wake up early to watch around the horn. <laughs> One of my favorite game shows of all time because it means nothing. It's just sportscasters or uh, reporters, rather, talking about – it's kind of like this show. It's like, here's the newest thing that just happened. What do you think about it? And you get points up and down if you if your argument is valid or not. Just a great like, idea. I wish it existed in other media. Like, it would be fun if I there was – stuff. I, like, mm-hmm. There was a time when I was really into sports. Like, I, I would watch uh, baseball, like or MLB, NBA, uh, NCAA football, like – Fuck man, that that'd be a shame if that went away because it was so nice to have. I, yeah, I, I think it's just yeah. it's going to change the way it works, but it, yeah, it's inevitable. Um, talking about the it's the like Amazon night channels. flight in a way, like that thing that some people in the '80s were really nostalgic for. Now, which I think they've resurrected that channel. Um, if if that is, if, I don't even know if that's the right name I'm thinking of, but shit, I don't know if it's like that. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if that is. But uh, talking about the Amazon Prime channels. AMC Network's Shutter streaming service, which I've mentioned once or twice right now, um, they're trying to establish themselves as the horror version of Netflix, and they just got a couple of big things, most notably Rob Zombie's latest film, 31. It's going to be streaming exclusively on the service. Um, they also have like the rights to like David Cronenberg's Dead Ringers, um, John Carpenter's The Fog, a couple other things, and they already have really great content. So I think this is one of, like I think it's like $4 a month on Amazon, but that you, you can get it other ways as well. Um this could work out if they can get top tier talent, especially if they can do kind of what like, uh, not Filmstruck, but um, the other one. Shit, I can't remember the one that has curated stuff every month. If they could get like John Carpenter, so a movie you're talking about? No, not a movie, just a, a streaming service. If they could get John no, no, Carpenter, or, I, I, if yeah, movie, right. yeah, yeah, that's yeah. It. yeah, yeah. If they could get John Carpenter to come in, like pick like ten movies, <laughs> these are my my favorites on the service. Watch them type of thing. A lot of people would come through because. Yeah, horror aficionados are one of the biggest fan groups in all of film genre. No, oh, you think? I mean, it's no, I there's a think. weekly thing here where they have screenings every f- Tuesday. It's called Terror Tuesday. That's why we're seeing Black Christmas. But uh, y- yeah, no, it's like it's because uh, Netflix's it horror aficionados kind of suck. Netflix horror oh, yeah, is Amazon's bad. got some good ones. But... They have they have some okay stuff, but you know, like the stuff that you want to see. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, they do have Scream on Netflix every once in a while. But like, say right now, I wanted to watch The Exorcist. I don't think that's on streaming. No, um, I probably have to pay I, I, money. Well, yeah, you can you can stream it through VOD, but no, it's not available on the surface. It was on. Um, I think it was on Netflix at one point. Yeah, probably. Well, I mean, Netflix, everything's been on Netflix at one point. Yeah, and, well, that's Warner Brothers catalog too. So that should be on well, Amazon at some point. Or HBO, but it's like they they do. I, I wish the old Netflix mentality existed again. That a service pops up where they don't rotate the picks. You always mm-hmm. have these certain things. Like not everything. Like you do have to keep it fresh by adding and removing things. There's only but so much space also, on the server. But yeah, like that's... let's say like like fifty classics that aren't going anywhere for the horror genre. It's like here's Halloween, Friday the Thirteenth. Nightmare on Elm Street, the first Scream movie. You know, like, certain iconic films, and they're always there. And that way you mm-hmm. can encourage anyone every month to pay a certain fee because they can always watch those, like, 50 movies that they love and then the rotating films as well. 
it, it would be a hit. I think that's what AMC is trying to do here. So if you don't know what Shutter is, go research it. They got some good stuff. Um, moving from them to Netflix, Dave Chappelle just signed a huge deal. We don't know the money here, but he's going to have three exclusive stand-up specials on the streamer. One's going to be made just for Netflix. The other two are like from comedy shows he did in the past year or two that were filmed. Uh, but these are coming next year, and I'm really stoked, especially because this follows. <laughs> Thank you Chris- for stealing my words there. Oh, really? Uh, okay, but this- uh, sorry to put a damper on there, but like I, I happened to see that you were typing live on um, on the notes, and so I did put things in parentheses there. And that oh, was that's one of you. The words. That was me. I didn't notice that. Did you notice that? that? No, now I noticed like, that. Yeah, that's cool. You were typing cool. it live, so I just put it there live. I was like wondering, like, is he going to freak out? Like, is the computer responding or something? But no, like. It was crazy because I had my tablet right there, and I literally saw you even backspace on something. So I was like, no, it's not refreshing. He's live updating it right now. No, I didn't know yeah, that. So I put that there because I wanted to see if you were going to react. But, uh, well, yeah, so I keep going. But, yes, no. I am stoked as well. That was but, my comment. But, yeah, this is – Chris Rock just signed a two, uh, two stand-up deals uh, – or a deal for two stand-up specials for $40 million. So mm-hmm. I have to imagine – Dave Chappelle, if he's doing three, and he's a bigger name than Chris Rock is nowadays, especially because he just did SNL, he's probably also getting like forty or fifty million dollars. Seriously, no. I mean, I don't know. I think Dave Chappelle might be in higher demand just because. Yeah. Like uh, it's ins- sorry. I I was laughing at something earlier. I realized that it, this is not going to mean anything to anyone there, but I realized what I just did. I just did Inception. A little bit. By putting that word there in the parentheses and you, you kind of made, made it made sound like it was your thing. own. It's like, mm-hmm. I kind of just created a subconscious idea for you. A little <laughs> Not bit. Not really, no. Um, yeah, but uh, sorry, I, I amused myself. Yeah, no, um, this is insane. That's a huge get. Are you kidding me for stand-up? Because I will watch those. Yeah, I still haven't I mean, seen uh, the Dave Chappelle SNL episode. I'll, I, I probably will this week. The election night I, sketch I'm... is great. I mean, it's on YouTube. The Walking well, Dead just... one's also really, really funny. I want to um, see the uh, fuck. What's his name? The Tyrone Biggins thing. Yeah, no, that's the Walking Dead one. That's Walking and that, Dead. That that one is great. The one where he brings all his um, old characters on. But yeah, uh, the Election Night one is fucking hilarious. I'll like that. That just it. shows that Chappelle still got it. Uh, coincidentally, um, Chris Rock also makes an appearance in that. Yeah. Yeah. So they must have known during the taping of that. They're like, hey, you get the <laughs> Netflix money? Yeah, Candy just paid me out the ass to do some comedy. Me too. Let's celebrate. And then they laugh it off quite <laughs> Good Big impression, th- by the way, Brian. Yeah. Uh, uh, was it? Well, now I'm scratching my No, neck. not at all. I was. Just <laughs> it doesn't sound anything like it, but no, I get no. what you're getting at. Yeah, uh, this is where the episode gets a little bit weirder and more political. Um, Tesla... You know, they were just acquired, or rather, they just acquired Solar City, which is like Elon Musk's brother's solar panel company. And it all makes sense. It's part of their master plan. Hey, we have these mm-hmm. electric cars, and they have so big a battery. Let's put solar panels on top of our cars, and they have infinite batteries. Um, but part of their acquisition of Solar City, they're already doing big things. And this is just the coolest thing I read this week. They're going to be fully wiring the island of Tao in American Samoa to run off of solar power. Currently, the island is dependent on diesel power generators. There's three of them. It's almost like 110,000 gallons a year to give power to the 600 residents of the island. And that's all going to be done with an electric grid now between solar panels, their, um, whatchamacallit, their electric batteries, and various other items. 
And this, if this works, and it, it should, it's going to prove that you can have a green way of sustaining energy for a population. I don't know when this is going to go into effect. It's probably real soon. But this could change everything. If, I, if yeah, we stop I've... doing coal and, every, mm-hmm. and diesel power and, and wind turbines even, if it, it just goes solar. And, yeah, for, for just the sake of the future, hopefully – um. Th- not much to add there. Just I guess we're all waiting on pins and needles to see where this is all going to go. Because you know what, a, a small sovereign island of six hundred people isn't mm-hmm. even a city. But but it's a stepping stone. It to is exactly to, uh, yeah. like they they must have got so excited that they even had the opportunity to try this. Mm-hmm. Like the it's going to be eventually the only people that don't have solar panel or like clean energy are the Amish. Okay. Like they're <laughs> going to be the only people that are still using just candlelight, you know, like I, you know, we, there was another thing that happened this week that didn't make the show, but now I'm talking about. It, so I guess it did. There's like intersections in Las Vegas that are powered. Like the streetlights are going to be powered by uh, foot traffic. And there's like clubs in, in Europe where the, the sound system is powered through connect energy on the dance floor. Like, there are For lots a city of that uses ways. a shitload of energy. Are you kidding me? Yeah. That's a huge get. Well, it's them. it's like a, a, an intersection. Okay, it's not all of Vegas, but, but I mean that's still again it's a stepping stone. Yeah. So they're figuring out ways currently for re- renewable and clean energy that work. Like, you know, people might be, oh, my God, Donald Trump's our president or about to be, even with the, the recount that might happen. Like, oh, no, the world's going to shit. Like, it's like, hey, the government might not, not be helping, but there's enough people that do give a shit. Yeah, like there's enough going on globally that we know global warming is a thing. I mean, mm-hmm. it, this winter is going to be colder than ever before in the United States. And, well, maybe not ever, ever before, but whatever. And we we're already taking proactive steps. And I, I'm super excited, even if there's horrible alt-right douchebags out there that are doing, uh, you know, Nazi meetings and, and claiming Jews aren't people. You saw this, right? Yeah. Um... I watched more than half this uh, speech, oh, and I, uh, I couldn't believe... I saw, the, I saw, like, the two-minute clips of it, and it's just... I couldn't believe this was a real thing that happened this past week. Uh, you know, not to start a fight, but I mean, Brian, you did vote for. I, yeah, I voted you openly for. Voted for the guy that I voted these for people. a guy. I didn't vote for the people that. I get why him. you vote at the same time, but it's just kind of like, yeah, I, I mean, a, a guy that is inspiring stuff like this to happen, like, and you know, granted, is not directly responsible, but highly influential in that regard, and. I mean, just the shit that, like, I've been seeing almost every other day, like, it's sad to say that I'm actually seeing something that a lot of people, like, just feel free to spout out, like, randomly out on the street. Um, and granted, most of it's at night when people are drinking, but still, it's uh-huh. insane. No, I've I've heard stories. Uh, I've seen stuff on Twitter and social media about some of the outlandish shit that's been going on in our country's yeah, post-election I, day. I, I and I almost way more than I ever thought I would. I almost like, can't in front believe of my it. Face, it's insane. You know, I, I, if, if something like that happened in front of me, I'd probably get in a fight with someone. Like if I saw someone do like Zig Hale or like use some like Nazi propaganda term or, oh, or even worse, cool. like spray paint a SWAT's on a building. Like I don't fully, um, you know, 
whatchamacallit, I, I don't paint myself as a Jew, you know, it's, it's not part mm-hmm. of my, my personality, it's not like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a Jew, of course I am. You're you not know? a mensch or anything, yeah. Yeah, you know, like, I, it's, it's not, this, oh yeah, I'm a Jew with a podcast, like, no, 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 that, that isn't me, I'm an American that has Jewish roots, mm-hmm. you know, and if I was watching CNN, and there was a scroll on the bottom of the screen that said, alt-right uh, leader questions are Jews people? I would uh, first off. I don't watch CNN anyway. But oh man, Still, like, I would probably even even if I wasn't Jewish. Just the fact that one of the the bigger cable news networks, the literal cable news mm-hmm. network, would even question that on well, I, a show. We, I mean, that's a big topic right now. Is like, are we seriously in a post fact world right now? Just because Trump got elected based on like just rejecting truth like it, uh, like is this seriously going to influence the news negatively like how the fuck is this all going to go i it would be cool if we just did a two cents episode and it started off and i was like there's a lot of things that happened this week i don't believe any of shit. them like, i don't believe any of the things that happened so i'm just gonna hey guess what hey why don't we just we can make up a news <laughs> item and be like hey so um Oh, you're going to love this, Brian, but um, apparently there's going to be a weird science remake. I'm slurring it. That could happen. And it's going to be directed by Michael Bay. And guess who they got to star in it? Who? Megan Fox. Maybe five years ago. I know she. I know he would like probably never it's, talk. It's to true. Her. I, I've seen it happening. It's happening right now. It's happening right now. Yeah. She does not have the body. Yeah. She never called him a Nazi. I don't know what you're talking about. Why would she call him a Nazi? That's that's such a disgusting thing. Who would do that? Not Megan Fox. Are you kidding me? Like, she's a star. She's making a shitload of money. She's not that stupid. Well, actually, I take that back. They probably do still talk. If he's, if she's in his Ninja she's Turtle in Ninja movies. Turtles, yeah. Yeah, they probably still talk. Probably not a lot. I mean, I doubt he's on set for any of those movies. He just, you know, he gets he no, like, pretends to write the check um, and he gets the money. Well, I mean, that's why people like working for Platinum Dunes is that he is the kind of producer that he likes to be, which is he lets the director just have their creative freedom but he was still involved in the visual effects process for uh the last ninja turtles movie i know that so he's still involved in some creative capacity now our our country might be going to shit but filmmakers are still trying to change things yeah Mm. um and this is i gotta say we'll be fine i hope i i I love this news item though uh Mm. coming hot off the big short Plan B and Adam McKay are reteaming for a Dick Cheney biopic. I don't know why this is existing, but I'm very excited. I I can't wait to see this. I can't wait to see who they cast as Dick Cheney. First off, it's Academy Award winner Adam McKay. Don't forget uh, or that. Ghost Panther, sure. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, no. Uh, Richard Dreyfuss played Dick Cheney in the in the Oliver Stone one. That was actually good casting, although they they it's... can't do that again though because no, but they like... need someone younger. Like did, when he did well, it, that especially was, for a biopic, yeah, yeah, that was that's gonna be ten years ago now when this thing comes out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I I wonder like what kind of biopic it's gonna be. Is it just gonna be the first term in office? I would hope that the the, the there's a sequence of him shooting a friend in the back with some shotgun pellets. <laughs> but it's like wh- what's what's the point of this? What's up with as the long timing? as that sequence is as good as the one where um, Vince Vaughn gets shot in the ass in Wedding Crashers. Which they're making a sequel for, apparently. 
Um, You're kidding. No. Yeah, that that's not on the show either. Like, they, so many things happen now that I just don't give a shit about that I, they don't make it on the show. It's not like 40 weeks ago where it was like every single possible thing that could have happened is going to be talked about. But, yeah, so that's, that's – that's like, do we need a bad, bad Santa or bad Santa too? Like that, that sounds like that. Honestly, I'm not gonna go. See I, the I, theaters, I know you so still sure want to see it, bad. but like, yeah, I mean, it's that's the thing with comedy sequels and why they typically just don't work is that they're so aware of what made the first one a success that they try to replicate that. Like, there's a, there's just, a good amount of examples that work though. You got American yeah. Pie two. You could yeah. argue uh, everybody wants some. Um, no, I mean, Fuck, like, yeah, well, okay, all I, the American Pies kind of go a different route, but, like, yeah, I mean, I like Anchorman 2, but it also is just way too aware of the iconic moments that uh, made the first one such a classic. Uh, I mean, even 22 Jump Street, which I liked, you know, oh, I laughed, so but... Fucking, no, so over the top. I mean, th- that's the thing, is, like, it's just so aware of the fact, like, that it's literally just saying that it's aware that it's basically repeating itself, and... 22 Jump that Street doesn't was, o- all was of a sudden make it funny. Yeah, it's like it doesn't all of a sudden make it funny just because you're acknowledging what how much of a cynical cash grab it is. Like, there's still a lot of t- talented people in there, and it's still a really funny movie, and I laughed a lot, but it still did rub me on the wrong side just a little bit. Yeah, not not the best movie, but... It, yeah, but 21 Jump Street's fucking hilarious, though. It's like Plan B and Ad McKay are reteaming, and a team mm-hmm. is splitting up. The directing duo between John Wick, they've each got something else now. Um, it doesn't matter what their names are or what they're doing. Just one of them is going to be directing Deadpool 2, and the other is doing a Highlander reboot. So they know how to film great action sequences. They're choreographers that worked on The Matrix, among other things, and they're each going to be doing a very big action film. I don't know which one I'm more excited for because I was talking about Highlander the other day. Saw it not too long ago, I think last year, like a year and a half ago. I don't think you need to reboot it, honestly. No, but like, it is a good concept. Like, it, it could work in the modern day with better effects and everything. Make it kind of I did like... have this conversation with somebody, like, mm-hmm. um, as far as who would play the Sean Connery character and all that, because Tom Cruise is supposed to be in it, if I'm not Sean mistaken. Connery. Make it Sean Connery. Bring Sean Connery back. Yeah, Fuck they couldn't yeah. even get him for Skyfall. Um, That's different. He didn't want to do James Bond. This is Highlander. Yeah, he doesn't want to come back. Uh, in acting, in general, I think. Maybe, and, like, I don't Sean know. Connery, what is he? He's almost a 90-year-old man now. Like, how you is he going to be able it, to physically um, play that role? You could make it What's-His-Name from Game of Thrones. Uh, the fuck, what's-his-name? The dude that has a crush on Daenerys. The the guy that got banished from the, the kingdom. Um, I'm actually pretty far behind on that. Uh, no, this is first season so. shit. The, the guy from Black Sails. The... I can't remember his name. He has a weird name. Joron, the, the the older or whatever. The dude that, that sets up the... You're talking the, about Theon the, Greyjoy? No, no, no. I'm talking well, no, about... No, no, because he's not with Daenerys. No, I'm no. talking about the advisor that Daenerys has. The older dude that, like, protected his family, but then he got banned. It doesn't fucking matter. I see him. I can see, like, someone like them. Obviously, it has to be someone British, okay? But yeah, I, but I mean, and still, with, like, Deadpool 2, you know, I really am not that excited just because it's... I mean... It's that thing with comedy sequels where I worry. Like, mm-hmm. it could have badass action, but I just hope that it's not trying, like, so hard to kind of repeat the success of the first. And that's no, like, I oh, think... it has to be a movie that breaks the fourth wall a lot. It's like, I, I, I mean, how do you make that refreshing, though? That's the thing. How do you I think Deadpool make it too... so that you can take a step forward with that character and just that world? How does uh, that work? Because uh, otherwise it might just be subversive again for the sake of it. That's the danger there with me. 
Uh, I'm that pretty I sure just, Deadpool I worry 2. About, but I'm sure it'll be badass action-wise. Whereas the first one was outside of their X-Men stuff, this one is going to fully embrace the fact that it's part of the franchise, especially with how poorly Apocalypse did in theaters, with how bad uh, Gambit is doing in terms of being development hell, that Deadpool is what they got now after Fantastic Four failed, that Fox is probably going to just try to reboot their entire X-Men stuff within Deadpool 2. Either they do the X-Force, or they introduce a brand new Xavier, or whatever the fuck they do, okay? Like, Logan... They do that, because they just reference the other movies, but they never really show it outright. What's that's the what only saying. thing that makes it in like, is the mansion? Uh, and that's not even, like, the real mansion. Like, it, it seems like the knockoff version. Like, it's just namesake, you know? It's like, literally well, the front door of the mansion, yeah. It's Colossus shows up, even though it's a, a person new to the franchise. It's not the original mm-hmm. actor. But... I, I think they're definitely just going to do the, the latest way of rebooting their X-Men franchise, especially with fair. Logan being the end of, well, the apparent end of Hugh Jackman's tenure mm-hmm. with Fox. They, they got loose ends that are going to be tied up in a couple of months now. Deadpool is probably where they see everything going now. And I hope that, like, yeah, maybe it does have the fatigue. It's going to feel like a comedy sequel. But I just hope it's actually a hard R. Whereas the first one was, like, sort of not really. I want to see over the top. Not, like, fucking masturbation jokes. Like, show me a dick on screen. Like, let me see a transvestite. Like, go far. Like, let me see Deadpool, like, with his gross-ass, like, ball skin makeup. Like, getting licked. Go to NC-17 territory. Almost, yeah. Like, I want to see something that is beyond what HBO can offer. Because Westworld... Get Trey Parker and Matt Stone to write it. Well, they're not. No, they're no. Of course, that won't happen. Fuck I'm no, just saying. Well, maybe like, it feels really paramount. Like I, yeah, I want to see really, really far. I want it to be a point where the fans of the first film go out there and watch it, and they're almost disgusted. Like, I, that would make it great because, but honestly, I just there was a time when studios were willing to make ballsy choices like that again. It would be nice if that resurfaced, but I just uh-huh. don't think studios are that brave anymore. Fox thinks they are. They I got mean, all the they, claim. They put in out February. an R-rated movie that made a shitload mm-hmm. of money, and I, I would love to. I, if that happens, I would be really happy. But it's just right now, I don't see it working that way. But if it does, then that's a great sign for just the future of the industry and movies in general. Well, movies are the new version of of TV shows. I know you. I see your your notes here. I'm not going to say what you said. TNC has ordered another TV adaptation. They got let the right one in coming soon. Now they got Snowpiercer in the works. You can uh, say what I said. It's yeah, okay. facepalm. Um, Bong yeah. Joon-ho is going to be executive producer, though. So that is a good sign. But be completely honest, man. Snowpiercer is a great concept for a TV show. It is a good concept. But like, I think it's a better concept for a video game, honestly. But I just I love that movie so much that it's an I okay kind of just hate the sound of it. I, that was in my top ten that year. Like, I, it's I know it was. It's such a it's, great action movie. Like... In fact, that, that's okay. the truest version of, like, a great video game adaptation to me because it literally is moving up to the next level, and it's it's so fucking great Think about how it handles that. Well, I don't know. Like, since it's going to be a TV show, I doubt it's going to be an event series, but it would be perfect as an HBO-style 10-episode series. Just 10 episodes. Mm, each episode each, is contained in so, one train car. Train. Uh-huh. That would yeah, be but, like, for so some reason. Good. I, I don't know. For some reason, it's just I, I see that like for the design of the format, why it would work, but mm-hmm. it almost feels like a gimmick to me. Like, I don't know. Like where it's Westworld. just like I, I think a movie is the right dose uh, for me of just getting all that in two hours and 
going on this breezy journey where it's like yeah just like being stuck in one space for an hour and then going to another one for another hour i mean it's not a bad idea it's just there's some for me personally that just it doesn't sound that appealing it sounds like a gimmick i mean hbo's westworld adaptation kind of plays out in the same way though like it it feels like a video game where Mm -hmm. it's like the next level like even though there's like all these rules to the park and what can and can't happen it things change every episode sometimes more than once and it it feels the same way it's like oh we're gonna get to the boss like it's only two episodes away now and they've been teasing it all all season that something big is gonna happen next week I'm sure in a, in a couple hours when I watch episode 9 that I'm going to hopefully be blown away by something that happens. But TV, for the most part, if the movie is good enough, it works in terms of serialized fiction. And I think, you know, yes, the movie is fine. I mean, Chris Evans is great. Like, I wonder well, the who... The movie is great. But... I, I wonder who they're going to get to be the lead. But they got to put pilot. There's going to definitely be a pilot out there. I would highly... I'd be really surprised if it didn't get ordered... So maybe in like six months or so, it's going to be on TV. And I, I, I'll i probably check it out, even though I don't think I've ever seen an original T, TNT program. Like, not willingly. Like, maybe like waiting for something. But I no, I don't think I, I've ever watched something. No, the Closer doesn't do it for you? I haven't even seen it. No, I like, just yeah, I, I remember just them hyping it's like up basic... the commercials. Like, Kira Sedgwick is amazing. And then I'm just like... Nah, it, it it just seems like Law and Order. Basic cable. The only stuff I've ever watched is comedy, and like it's like still rare exceptions. Like FX, you know, I'll watch like It's Always Sunny or The League, mm-hmm. yeah, or or something like that, or like USA. I would watch Monk because it's it's easier to go like just as far as like uh, it's not each episode tends to be self contained. It's just like those nice little breaks where you can you can kind of just not skip even an episode and not no. really miss anything. It's it's more so like if something is funny. You don't need an R rating. Like, it, mm-hmm. if, if you can do... It'll just get you no matter what. Yeah, like, if you can do... That's the most difficult thing mm-hmm. to do is make someone laugh. Exactly. Good humor works regardless of the kind of censorship, whereas mm-hmm. good drama is the opposite. Like, you gotta see someone fucking someone or someone dying or something. Like, you have to see the R-rated stuff for drama to be truly good. And, but then again, like, AMC's, like, found a workaround by just, like, censoring the words and stupid shit like that. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, Basic Cable's never done for me. But maybe maybe the Snowpiercer show. Who, who knows? Who knows? Um, but there's the last news item of the show. I think this is really cool. Oculus Rift teased that they would be getting Xbox One streaming uh, in the not-too-distant future two years ago. It's finally coming true. December 12th, they're going to be uh, being correct so people with Xbox Ones are going to be able to watch, not watch, but experience their games in their yep. VR headset if they have Oculus come mid-December. The fact that they already bundle the Oculus Rift headset with the Xbox One controller, that plus this, no-brainer this time next year, the Project Scorpio, is going to work with, uh, with Oculus Rift. So that's going to be their VR headset, even though Microsoft has their own VR um Content coming with the the Windows 10 Creators update. Pretty sure they're gonna they're gonna take the Facebook money. Pretty <laughs> exciting. Well, so much for an Xbox headset. I didn't even buy it. Like I was for the longest time saying, "Oh yeah, I want to get a 4K TV and a Xbox One for Black Friday." You know, maybe if I if I stayed with that girl, mm-hmm. maybe. <laughs> but that didn't happen. I was like, "Well, I got no one to fucking impress now. I'll just keep my shitty TV." My 1080 is perfectly fine now. You fucked up, girl. The deal's a bit, 
they'll be a lot better next year anyway. Uh, yeah. No, I mean, yeah. if I really wanted to, I could maybe check out Cyber Monday, and then even worse or yet, wait till the Super Bowl. Because I found out, like, Super Bowl Sunday is the biggest TV day of the year because they realize, like, that. I don't know why, but that, that's the year. That's the day when all the new models are coming out. So you get, like, crazy deals on last year's model that they're trying to clear off the show floor. Um, so if, if you want Like wanna... the actual Sunday for the Super Bowl? Yeah, like or the just weekend. leading up to that time? Yeah, the weekend. Because it's the... It's like the the first weekend of February. The 2017 mm-hmm. models are going to be coming out, and so that's when they clear out the 2016s because they don't Shit. want them anymore. Yeah, but that's the show. They can reach us all over the internet, Steve, can't they? We're on Facebook and Twitter and WordPress and Tumblr. Shit, we're on Google Play Music, iTunes, Pocket Cast, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, SoundCloud, Podcat. It's always Dollar Reviews. DollarReviews.net. That's where it is. Have a good week. Uh, See you next time.